Hey there, it's Kim Doyle, and welcome to my show, where digital marketing meets real stories, experiences, and strategies. You'll get a behind-the-scenes look at what's working and not working in my business, as well as other experts who show up and share their stories. As much as I love talking about tangible marketing principles and tactics, we'll dig a little deeper with mindset and explore what's required to create a business you love on your terms that also supports your life. I want to help you understand the why behind the how. Whether you're a seasoned marketer or just dipping your toes in, remember, marketing is a journey and the goal is to enjoy it. My desire is to guide you on your journey and remind you that no matter what life throws at you, you've got this. Well, hello, my dear listeners. What's up? Welcome to another episode of The Kim Doyle Show. I'm excited about today's episode because this was inspired. I always get, well, most of my episodes, I would like to think, are inspired But what's most fun to me is when something strikes me or I get inspiration from an external source and I just feel this need and this pull to jump in. So today's episode is called Loyalty to Platforms and Tools is Crushing Your Growth. This is episode 116. Um, Let's do a quick catch up, shall we? And let's see if I can go a little bit slower today and not trip over as many words as I tripped over last week. I don't know what else. Look at this. What was that? Five minutes? I don't know else to tell you guys other than I'm really excited about everything I'm doing right now. Um, but yeah, it's hopefully also, hopefully also, uh, the audio is better today. I keep screwing around with the gain and I did a few tests prior to this recording. So, and let's just go ahead. Yep. Yeah, and I'm just double checking to make sure everything's plugged in and working. Um, it's very interesting. You know, I'm in a very small, well, not horribly small. I'm at my dad's, right? And I've got my own space and everything. So setting up sort of like the right recording environment can be a little tricky. And more so than the audio is the lighting that I'm running into some challenges with. Anyways, yeah, you guys, since last week, man, I'm just, um, I'm killing it in terms of getting stuff done. This is without a doubt, probably the longest prolonged, the longest prolonged, the most prolonged period of time where I have been incredibly focused. I know exactly what I'm doing with both brands and I just keep going. Every day I'm like, what's the next task? What's the next task? And I really do attribute this to the habits that I've created through the journaling with the 10X is easier than 2X. Again, Dr. Benjamin Hardy co-wrote that book with Dan Sullivan. The catalyst for all of this was his book, um, Be Your Future Self Now. And I wrote a letter from my future self dated December 31st, 2023. And I wrote that in May. So I'm ready to do another six months letter at this point. Because once I got clear on these things, and I just promised myself I was going to commit to a few simple habits. And it's this journaling, you guys, in my head, I always felt like journaling. There have been times where I've really gone deep with doodling, or long form journaling. And I'm like, I just I don't have it's not a desire, actually, quite frankly, at this stage in my life. So again, and I'm, I'm going to keep driving this home because whatever habits you can create for yourself that are simple and sustainable, what's going to happen is they're going to start compounding. So let me tell you again, just as a reiteration. So every day when I get up, I have a mantra that I write down and now I've added my meditation. <laughs> my therapist asked me a few weeks ago, you know, are you meditating? I'm like, how do you always know? And she said, I don't know. I just do. And because I've been in a good mood and I've been in a flow and I've been focused, but 
there is something about that five to 15 minute meditation, whatever I can do, that keeps me grounded throughout the day. So maybe my energy is a little more frenetic. I don't know. Anyways, so my daily habits journal, I write down the date, I write down my mantra, I meditate, and then I write down the three things I'm going to focus on that day. And then at the end of the day, I reflect what are three things I'm grateful for, what are three wins from today, and then I write down the three things I will focus on the next day. So I carry those over. I'm writing them like twice. And there's some days where I'll be listening to a training or an audio or something strikes me and I want to add something else. But what's fascinating is one, I'm seeing myself, you know, check off all these things that I'm listening down to do. I'm also finding space in my life in terms of having grace when I just need to rest. And I, I love that I'm trusting that, but I'm trusting it because I'm, I'm seeing the evidence every day from my efforts. Anyways, it's, it's such a simple thing and it has been life-changing. I'm not kidding you guys. That letter I wrote to myself, and I will do that in, in my podcast year-end review, I'll share how many of the goals I've hit because I'm ridiculously excited. Um, yeah, but we are winding down summer. It's post-Labor Day now um, in the United States, and it's getting cooler at night. It's still low 80s um, right now, which is great. They're beautiful days. We don't need to run the air. Um, I appreciate the sunshine. It's just, you know, life is good. And holy moly, in barely a month, I will be off to Costa Rica again for the retreat and some time with friends. I'm really looking forward to that. So it's kind of cutting into my um into the fall, but I will come back and probably be full swing into uh, the holidays. So that's fine. Um, all right, so let's jump into this. And let me let me talk to you a little bit about what inspired this. So this was a huge epiphany I had while listening to a podcast recently. And I was, which the podcast was Jenny Blake's free time podcast, or it's free time, I think. Um, the, her book is called free time. The podcast might be it's free time. It's Jenny Blake. Um, it is absolutely one of my most favorite podcasts. I always feel like I'm listening to a friend who's comforting and wise and smart and great at business. It's <laughs> yeah, I definitely need to see if I can get her on the show. Um, but the podcast episode that I was listening to was why I migrated my three email lists to Substack. And this is part of her. She has a BFF paid community. So this was a bonus replay that she shared. It's episode 222. I highly recommend it. I link to it in the show notes. Um, and so many of you who have been with me for a long time, which a deep heartfelt thank you for sticking around all these years through all the pivots and adjustments and just being there. Honestly, I feel like I really do have an incredible audience and friends now that, that are part of this journey with me. Um, but you know that I love finding cool tools to check out and share. And you've also probably noticed that over the last year, I have been um, just, I, I've really been talking quite a bit about how much I want to streamline and simplify my business. And the bottom line is I'm really tired of doing the tech. I, I just, I don't want to figure it out. I can, I have no desire to. And then of course, the further you get away from that, the longer it takes you to do it when you get into it, right? Um, I just, I, I'm tired of doing it. Don't want to do it anymore. And all I want to do is create and serve my audience. And I know you guys are thinking, well, who doesn't, right? However, I have paid my dues. <laughs> I've done the work. I, I can do the work. And so it's finding out what is the best use of my time. And that doesn't necessarily mean just selling. I'm not 
that there's so many different facets that that create a well-oiled machine for a business, right? And but that also refers to when I say I want to create and serve my audience, it means coaching, courses, a community, um, and creating and sharing valuable content, right? So in late, it was probably a a year ago, actually, I should double check the post, but I contemplated moving from WordPress and going all in with ClickFunnels 2.0. Well, that was a bust, right? ClickFunnels 2.0, after a year-long delay in their launch, didn't have all the features I wanted to use, which is why I wanted to go there in the first place. I thought, look, if I if they're going to have courses, if they, they've got the courses, the funnels, the blog, the site, uh, and at the time they were promising their own e-commerce. So kind of like a Shopify built within ClickFunnels 2.0. So they were promising all these things. And at the time we were getting ready to launch, create it, right? The other planner. And um, I, I just, <laughs> it was a bummer to be honest with you. And it was also, you know, as much as I like Russell's marketing, a lot of the stuff where they make it really difficult to find out how to cancel and, oh, and you get a free trial, but you, it, anyways, I won't go sideways with that, neither here nor there. Um, but because they didn't have all the features I was helping for, I was still going to have to use WordPress. And so why bother, right? Why go to the trouble to move, right? I've had content on my site since, what, 2008? I, I mean, I've deleted a lot of WordPress stuff, but you know what I mean? Uh, the WordPress content from the WordPress chick days. Um, but the primary reason for wanting to make that move was for simplicity. And like I said, it was also because we were launching the other planner and they were promising e-commerce. So uh, yeah. So stick with WordPress. I did. And actually I need to, I need to go in. I think I created, I don't think I did create a campaign within missing letter, like a social campaign sharing that post. And I didn't, I forgot. I, I have a tendency to do this. And so um, I had, a post had gone out about it. And a friend of mine was, Carrie Dills was like, oh, how's it going? I'm like, oh yeah, that didn't work out. <laughs> but I hadn't gone in to cancel the posts that were scheduled, you know, within the year's time frame. Um, anyways, so as much as uh, I wanted to do something, this is where the phrase better the devil, you know, comes into play. And as much WordPress is not the devil by any means, right? And the bottom line is, though, as much as I don't like WordPress, I mean, excuse me, as much as I don't like WooCommerce, I, I really despise it, to be honest with you. Um, I do know how to use it. And I have developers who know how to use it really well. So um, what I love WordPress for is a primary feature it was created for, which is blogging and content. The reason people end up looking for other platforms is that they don't want to piece a bunch of different things together, you know, or, or Frankenstein, as they say. You don't want to have your funnels over here and have your store over here and just all of the things, right? And your e-commerce or um, just product pay. It's just your communities over here, your courses over here. And yes, you can do all of that stuff in WordPress, but it is not super intuitive. I'm, I'm just going to say that as someone who has used a platform for years. Um, uh, and again... Uh, as someone who can do a lot of this, like I said, the less I do it, though, the harder it is to get back into doing it. Um, having a developer who can do it, at the end of the day, it comes down to what do I want to do? And so me spending time messing around with tech or spending time, and yes, I could hire for a bunch of positions, right? But I'm at a stage where I don't say I'm rebuilding, but I'm so clear and so incredibly focused that I want my money to go to paid traffic. I want my money to go to streamlining certain things. Um, so just to get functionality 
I, I don't want to necessarily pay for that, if that makes sense, right? Anyway, okay. So like I said, screwing around with tech isn't something I want to do anymore. So let's go ahead and we're going to circle back to the episode of free time that I was listening to that gave me this aha moment. So Jenny Blake is a well-known author. She has a large audience and she also has a very public dislike of social media. And I say dislike because she's a very nice person. You can just tell. Um, I mean, and obviously best foot forward, right? When we're creating content, but she just has this energy about her anyway. Um, but her whole stance on social media that is that it isn't good for her. And that's the point, isn't it? Like you have to know where you want to spend your time and energy. Where do you get inspired? Where do you get fueled? What is the stuff that you enjoy doing that moves the needle in your business and, and keeps the creativity and the profitability flowing? Um, anyway, so I was really intrigued to listen to this episode because, and this is, um, this is where, okay, I I won't go off script yet, but I was intrigued because I've been thinking of moving the newsletter for created, it's called creators weekly and it's fabulous. I don't write it. My daughter does incredible writer. Um, thank God she, she has a screenwriting degree actually. And, but anyways, she does an incredible job with the newsletter and I have been thinking, Maybe we should move it to Substack. The newsletter is on Beehive because before you think I've lost my marbles, I've also been very public about my love of Beehive. Here's the thing. I do love Beehive. I think it's beautiful. I don't know why every platform can't look as nice and pretty as Beehive. Um, I think it's, it's easy to write in. They keep adding features. That being said, I think Substack has a more robust community for discoverability. And so, yes, there's a referral program. And yes, we can have a website. We SEO the posts. But the posts are also, they've been pulled into our WordPress site and just need to be published with social campaigns. A um, couple things. So Beehive's opt-in. You can only do email. You can't do a first name. And I keep saying, if Beehive became a full-blown ESP, I think I would bail from ConvertKit. ConvertKit, however, is getting a whole lot better with having a visual builder. And that's fantastic. Um you know, Substack seems to be adding features that make it easier for people to grow their audiences, not just referral income, you know. And so I was at last the last week's newsletter where I was kind of calling out the creator network. And that's just one element. The creator network is on uh, ConvertKit. And so you can recommend other newsletters. Well, it's great. I'm getting subscribers, but I'm also noticing that people that opt in through the creator network tend to opt out the most. <laughs> that are people that signed up like in 2017 to my list because they're tagged. And the creator network, there's no way to tag those people unless they opt in through my site. Anyway, <clears throat> actually, I don't know. I'd have to ask Jason Resnick about that. Um, but either way, um, I just, I don't see Beehive doing that, becoming a full-blown email service provider. And the opportunity because a big piece of create it that that company is to grow the newsletter and get sponsorships okay and we're testing a whole brand new funnel for the planners and i'll talk about that uh, in a couple weeks once we've got some data for you um uh but before i go too much further with with the tools and i'm i'm giving you guys all of this background because you know (laughs) who was it? Somebody's like, oh, you seem to hop around from platform to platform, like with courses. I'm like, yeah, well, until I find one that does what I want, I'm going to keep looking. 
And I'm not going to apologize for that. And maybe nobody's asking me to. Um, and maybe I get my own way, right? Because the time I take to do that and then move it is a waste of time that I could be marketing and selling. But I digress. Um, but there is one important thing to consider with all of this, okay? The tools and platforms you use should be, I don't say if it's contingent, but what matters most is your business model. Okay, so circling back to the creator network with ConvertKit, if your goal is to grow a big newsletter and get sponsorships, the creator network is a great way to do that. And I want to point out that you can have the best welcome sequence, but you're still going to get people opting in and then opting out, opting in and opting out because all they're getting is this little blurb of a recommendation from someone else. The analogy that I gave uh, in the newsletter last week, hold on. Got to keep the water flowing, man. California's dry. Um, but the analogy I gave was, uh, let's say you go to a wine tasting. You're having a good time. You decide, you know what? I'm going to buy the Pinot Grigio. You taste it. You taste the Sauvignon Blanc. Clearly, I'm not a red wine drinker. Um, you don't like the Chardonnay. I'm going to get the Pinot Grigio. So you pay for the Pinot Grigio. You're walking out of the tasting room. And next thing you know, six other wineries. There are pe- six other people from different local wineries all standing in front of your face with another glass of white wine to try. And so you may decide to taste them. But what is the likelihood that you're going to remember anything momentous about it? Even if you connect it with the person, oh, well, that was that woman who was wearing that funny hat or whatever. I'm grasping here. Um, But what is the likelihood that you're going to go back and buy that wine? And it's like shoved in your face. And I've seen, I have opted in for something and then I'm hit with like eight recommendations. And it's like, oh my God, I don't want any of these right now. And the other piece of this that I'll say with with programs like the Creator Network is that you can see the newsletter, you can see the creator and what it's about, but you don't know who the audience is. And so when it comes to like the digital marketing space, I'd really rather spend money on pay, paid traffic where I can refine that audience and test and tweak and manage versus, well, hopefully this these people are going to stick around. And again, I am super appreciative and grateful for people who are recommending me. What I'm going to test are the people who are recommending me. I'm going to go to their website. I'm going to check out their newsletter. I'm going to subscribe. And I'm going to send them a personal note and say, look, I saw you're recommending me. Thank you. I appreciate it. This is what I'm going to try. I would like to send a solo broadcast or include you in my newsletter recommending you as opposed to just the pop-up. And I'm, I'm trying to gauge what will work, right? Um, so again, this all comes back to your business model. So again, looking at newsletters, if you want to sell sponsorships, then the goal is a big, huge list, a good open rate, and a decent click-through rate, right? They want to get in front of as many eyeballs as possible. And the other piece is it depends on how ninja you want to get with segmentation and automations. You know, Jason is brilliant. Jason is, again, my good friend, Jason Resnick, at Res3Zs on Twitter, or go to nurturekit.com. He is just brilliant at that stuff. Most people aren't doing the basics, meaning a decent follow-up sequence. And when I say decent, you know, I don't know, five to seven emails where you really let people know who you are what you do and how you can help them. Okay. (coughs) So that's not in place. And then the other piece of that that's not in place 
is communicating regularly. I did a doodle in an email today where I was talking about the easy stuff versus the hard stuff. The easy stuff, and I don't mean easy that the tech piece of this is easy, but people get the website up, they set up their socials, they create their packages. Um, What was the other thing I was talking about? Oh, they put the opt-in up on the site and then they've got offers. The hard stuff is the consistent publishing, the digging in, the emailing every week, the learning how to write copy, the learning how to get clear on what is the problem I solve for people and then being able to effectively communicate that and then measuring what's working, what's not working and trying again and again. That's all the hard stuff that you can't see. The pretty stuff is what the world sees. The hard stuff is you doing the work behind the scenes, right? Okay, little ranty here. Um, And yes, there are incredibly powerful things you can do with segmentation and automation. But if you don't want to do it, nor do you want to hire someone to do it, does it matter if the platform you're using has those options? Not really. So one of my favorite examples is uh, Ramit Sethi. Sethi. I have to make sure I'm pronouncing his name. You guys know I'm a huge fan of his. He wrote, I will teach you to be rich. That's his website. It's smart money management. He's got a Netflix show, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, I'm a huge fan and I'm on his email list. Um, He has a very large suite of courses he offers. And if you get on his list, you'll watch where they literally, and I, I don't think it's evergreen because he talks about current podcast episodes, but, um, They just go from one product offer to the next and there's a whole email sequence and then they launch it and there's a whole email sequence and then they offer it. That's, that's, there might be some emails in there that are not based on building up towards an offer, but very few. Anyway, one of the products that he has is specific to people who want to negotiate a raise or get a better job. So I work for myself. I have no interest in those emails. Excuse me. Um, and so when I got one of those emails, pardon me, I had uh, replied and I said, hey, is there any way to not receive these emails? Because I work for myself. I'm, I'm not interested in a nine to five job. And they said, no, I'm sorry, there isn't. And I was like, all right. <laughs> and I moved on. So what happens is when I see that he's promoting a, a career job negotiation type of thing that's not relevant or of interest to me, I delete it or I just read the emails because I like his writing. You know, they were super polite and I moved on. Um, but you, one thing I want you to pay attention to is that I did not unsubscribe. Okay, that's what's important here. And I had resigned myself to keeping my shop for Create It on WordPress. And I'd figure I'd stick with what I was already using for Kim Doyle. Okay, until I found high level. You got this, the software blows me away. I looked at this and it's linked in the show notes. This is not, yes, I am an affiliate, but this is not about um, high level. Okay. I want to talk about the tools, the platforms and growth, but I had looked at high level, gosh, probably three or four years ago. And I did not like the UI. I was like, ah. <laughs> then I looked at it again in late April and I was floored at how much better it looked and how easy it was to use. Um, and again, I'm not here to call out any tools, but I want ease of use. The first thing I did when I got into high level, because there is a lot that this software can do. My primary goal was courses, funnels, products, and and there's email marketing within that, right? I'm probably not going to get into SMS anytime soon. I don't, I never say never, but that's not an issue I need. Nor do I need like pipelines. I believe high level was created for agencies at one point. But for me, I just wanted one place. 
Okay. And originally I'd signed up for like the unlimited sub accounts and then I switched. And for 97 bucks, you guys, you get three sub accounts. I thought it was two. You get three. So I have created Kim Doyle. And then there's a project for next year that I will be putting in there. Um, anyway, they, I'm just, I'm, I'm in awe of what they're doing. But like I said, for 97 bucks a month, I have both brands, but here's what was the catalyst for me is that what I like to do when I'm creating a product or a course, let's say, is I want to go in and I'm an, I'm an outliner. I like to see it all mapped out. So I have a spreadsheet that I use. It's all color coded to match the course I'm creating. And I like to do the modules, the lessons. And then I have in the spreadsheet, I'm like, all right, did I create a video? Do, is there an accompanying PDF or is there a lesson? Is there a quiz? Whatever. Well, again, not to throw shade, but I also have a Podia account, which will be getting canceled. Podia, one, I can't just create the outline of the course inside of Podia. You have to put something in the module, in the lesson to actually have it take its place. Well, I want to create a lesson. And in that one lesson, I want to be able to put the video, the podcast, the audio, any files in one lesson. And Podia, the text and the video have to be separate. It was... It, anyways, that was driving me crazy. Okay. But neither here nor there. So the course thing was like, oh my God, this is great. And then <laughs> so just July, maybe June or July, they released communities. And I think we're all seeing this move towards private communities. Um, because I think as the space has matured, social's not going anywhere. We all know that. I talked about social last week. I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. But we know we can't do this alone collaborations, connections, especially for women are hugely important. And you do that on social and it becomes a rabbit hole. You do it in a private space opportunity, right? And so I'm not gonna do any other predictions for now. Let's just keep going. But <laughs> they added communities looks very similar to circles. No increase in the cost, you guys. So you get a communities. And soon enough, you'll be able to view and link your courses to your community if you want or upsell whatever you want to do. Anyways, and then my understanding is that they are releasing e-commerce this fall. Uh, so the wish I had with ClickFunnels 2.0 is being fulfilled by high level and then some. Um, and bear with me because I know I really haven't gotten to the loyalty, how loyalty to platforms and tools is crushing your growth. Um, and again, at the risk of this turning into a love fest for high level, one thing I am incredibly impressed with is their community. They're super supportive. There's no hype. And they really do push improvements and features faster than any other company I've seen, including Beehive, who is uh, very prolific at great new features and updates. Um, and they have an annual event, high level, uh, which I wanted to go to, but I will be in Costa Rica, not complaining. I'd rather be there. Um, so like I said, I'm just about done moving my courses from Podia into high level. I already have the stuff for Create It is already in there. Um, <laughs> I have been dragging my feet on doing this just because it's tedious. And you guys, here's the crazy thing. I had faster internet in Costa Rica than I do in Northern California. I'm kind of in the mountains at my dad's. It's volcano communications. Um, and I had fiber optic <laughs> in Costa Rica. So the video processing stuff can be a little tedious. Um, but I finally got smart a couple weeks ago. And I'm like, what are you doing? Um, like I said, I have a developer and a designer that have worked with me. God, 10 years probably on and off. Um, and I love them. I had posted, it was so funny because I had posted work for the developer 
because it's a page builder, you know, and he knows all the WordPress page builders. And I had said, oh, she had given me a landing page design. She gives it to me in a PSD. And I was like, oh, I've got Photoshop and I can use it. And then I'm like, I got to pull images out. And I'm like, wait a minute. So I posted it for him and I'm like, hey, can you, here's a PSD. Here's the login. This is how this works. And he responded. He's like, oh, it's not WordPress, but yeah, I think I can do it. <laughs> Talk about presumptuous. I should have said, hi, can you do this? Um, but no, we've got a great relationship. So that was great. Um, but then I remembered, oh my God, there's an entire Facebook group dedicated to high level jobs. So I posted what I was looking for. And I was very clear that I know how to do this stuff because I don't want someone who's going to try and pull the wool over my eyes. Um, and uh, within like five minutes, I had to shut comments off. I must have 30 people respond. And uh, the first person I hired was fired in less than two weeks. He didn't follow instructions. He disappeared. He kept giving me excuses. And then he removed, he moved something wrong. Anyways, um, and neither here nor there. I fired him and I requested a refund because he created more work for me. And so what happened is then um, somebody else responded. I, then I was like, Kim, go back. You had all these people respond. And I was like, I'm going to be more diligent this time. And I set up like five scheduled interviews. And the one person that I went with, I said, here's what I'm willing to do. I'm willing to hire you for a specific task. Let's see how that goes. And then if that works, I'm happy to do a monthly retainer, which is incredibly affordable. Um, and she nailed it right out of the park. And I was like, this is phenomenal because as I scale what I'm doing for Kim Doyle with the Spark Collective and I have very definitive plans for Create It, I thought, what are you, this is fantastic. So, uh, yeah, she accomplished more in two days than he did in 10 and it was done correctly. And then she follows up. Do you have more tasks for me? And I'm like, ah, it's coming. It's coming. So anyway, 25 hours a week, you guys, it's just blowing my mind. Um, and at some point there is, um, a woman I know who is incredible at this stuff that I would love to have sort of helped be like a business manager with a lot of this stuff. Anyway, needless to say, I'm thrilled, which eventually is bringing me back to my epiphany when listening to the podcast, right? I've now circled back to this epiphany twice. Um, as I was listening to Jenny Blake talk about how much she's enjoying Substack and why, I realized that I needed to let go of what I think I should do and do whatever the hell makes my life easier and supports me in reaching my goals. A big issue with me for the newsletter for Create It and having an email list is in using two different platforms. There's no way to sync subscribers on both platforms. Now that brand, I don't want to say it wasn't put on hold, but you know, with my back, it was literally launched at about a month after my back. It was nuts last year. Um, and then my move and then shingles and blah, 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 blah. Life's on track and I'm happy. So yeah, I kept trying to figure out a way that with Beehive, just because I loved Beehive, I wanted to use it. But with Beehive, was there a way to sync it with ConvertKit? Because I had been on Clavio before. But also, here's another thing I did, you guys. Big mistake is that supposedly, not supposedly, Clavio, I think, is geared towards e-commerce brands. And when we launched Create It last year, we thought, okay, big e-commerce. Now that the business model's changed a little bit. And so, but I got in my own way. I got in my own way because what I was doing was I was trying to learn Clavio, where I already knew ConvertKit. Minimum viable, you guys. The best tool to use is the one you're going to use. But the problem with using two platforms for this is you can sync people who opt in 
to the platform. So if somebody comes in a convert kit, I can send them in Beehive and vice versa, but I can't sync the unsubscribes. So then I have to manually, and maybe there's a way to do a zap where it's like I download a spreadsheet and I upload the Google sheet and it, un- <sighs> no, just go with the hell no. Okay. <laughs> Um, like I said, you can do it with people coming in, but you can't do it going the other way around. So it's a nightmare. And since we've changed the business model, I really started thinking about what do we need? What is the minimum viable tool platform processes that we need to do this? I don't need a robust e-commerce solution. We might have another physical product, but right now the goal is to get the paid traffic funnel working for the planner, grow the newsletter and offer a monthly continuity on the back end, low price. It's called Content Snacks. I'm very excited about that. Um, and I'm not looking at anything else, adding anything else until that is running like a well-oiled machine. And what hit me like a ton of bricks, that we could easily dive deep into Substack with the newsletter growth. And for broadcast emails, I can just use the built-in email platform in high level called Lead Connector now that I have a high level VA, right? And they're auto, it's not difficult to use you guys, but I just, I don't want to do it. So I want to be able to write an email and go send this. And for, for the products, like she's moving stuff from finishing stuff from Podia or for the planner itself, she created the integration to ShipStation and the email follow-up. She created the workflow, all grant access to an upsell, everything just done. I just say what I want done and it's done. Um, but honestly, <laughs> between ConvertKit and Beehive for Create It, I just saved myself 200 a month, which is going towards her salary, right? Do I still like ConvertKit and Beehive? Absolutely. Um, I'm still using ConvertKit for my personal brand, although I will connect it with Lead Connector and High Level for Kim Doyle because of automations and workflows. Meaning, as an example, when I launch uh, Spark Connector, the Spark Collective, not Connector, hello, the Spark Collective at the end of uh, September, um, what I want to make sure that happens is people that come into the community are also tagged appropriately in ConvertKit and are sent to ConvertKit. So, and there may be a point where I'm like, I don't need ConvertKit for Kim Doyle either. We'll see. We'll see. There's also a part of me that's a little bit hesitant about having everything in one thing. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but yeah, you never know. I may be back to Beehive at some point. It really is one of the best looking platforms. But right now, it just doesn't make sense with my business goals. Because are there ways that we can monetize that newsletter? Sure, we can um, promote, <clears throat> excuse me, leads, you know, where we're recommending other newsletters and get paid for every lead. <coughs> but that's not our business model. And I want to stay focused on what we're doing so that we can really nail those processes. All right, we need a little water here. That being said, this is where your loyalty should lie to yourself. And it might be super obvious and a little bit of a, well, duh, Kim, right? Like who wears a loyalty to a tool, right? Um, but I do. I feel this weird sense of loyalty when I profess to liking something and promoting it. And I get it. It's my own weird hang up, recovering Catholic, the guilt. I don't know. I don't know. But much like we're seeing in so many areas in real life, where you look at education, healthcare, jobs, politics, you name it, right? Like we are living in some weird times right now. Just because something has been done one way doesn't mean it's how it should still be done. At least not for you. You get to decide that. And, you know, I know that I'm using very minimal features, even with ConvertKit automations and adding and removing tags and all of that stuff. And it's like, well, I don't, 
Yeah, I, I feel like that's phase two. Until you've mastered phase one of consistent emailing and consistent communication and paying attention to what's working, what's not working, I don't think you need to go super ninja yet. Get the basics set up first. And Jason will teach you how to do that, by the way. He has an incredible course called Creator Quick Start. Um, but I know plenty of people who make incredible livings with the internet and they don't have a primary website. They just have funnels, they run paid traffic, and they have a few other tools they use for the back end of their business, but that's it. And so contrary to what we've heard for years, you don't need to have a WordPress website. You don't need to focus on SEO. You don't have to be on social media. You don't need to use one of the major email service providers, and you don't need to segment your email list. Now, take the WordPress piece out because I'm biased. I know a lot of people who like Wix or Squarespace, right? They're going to use they prefer it. It makes more sense to them. I've been with WordPress for so long that it's incredibly intuitive to me at this stage. Now, if you do learn SEO, even with all the changes coming with AI and stuff, but by doing some of those things and then creating social campaigns and using good, reliable email service providers and then segmenting your list, are those things that will help you and improve your chances of conversions and connection? 100%. But, you know, that's, that's the whole cart before the horse sometimes. Um, you know, it also seems, I don't know about you guys, but it also seems like there's a new email service provider that pops up every other month. And most of them do the same things. It just depends on what you like, right? What is intuitive to you? What feels good? And we all know if it's ugly and bouncing. Um, I just, and today I don't understand why companies cannot have good looking interfaces. You know me, if it looks like Microsoft circa 1995, I'm going to bounce. Um, but fortunately, there's plenty to choose from today. Because I remember when there were maybe five or six email service providers. And when I was getting started, one shopping cart was the big, it was like one shopping cart. And then a Weber was the new one on, on the block, you know, and it always surprises me that even um, constant contact or get response are even still around. And again, not to throw shade, just use what works for you. You have to define what loyalty looks like what loyalty to you looks like, I should say, right? This is where the rubber meets the road. You have to be willing to have some faith in yourself, to trust your gut, and regardless of what anyone else says, use the tools and platforms that work for you. Again, the best tool that you can use is the one you're actually going to use. I'm actually at the point where I'm so sick of platform hopping. Platform hopping. Okay, you guys, I think that was only like the second or third word botch. Pretty good. Um, I'm committed to making high level the one resource I use for everything except my content. Uh, that'll all stick around on WordPress, right? And I will also say that um, high level does have WordPress hosting. So you could even bring your blog in there. They have full websites too. Um, but I am on rocket.net, which I love. And when I, I moved from Kinsta to rocket.net and my site speed went up and the price went down. So how about them apples? Um, so there's no need to move at this point. Yes, it's cheaper on high level, but I, I love rocket.net. <laughs> As Jason said, I'm like, oh my God, I always get somebody really good on support. And he's all, that's because they're not too big yet. <laughs> Touche. Um, but so instead of having multiple tools that I'm using for funnels, for courses, products and coaching, everything will live in high level except my Kim Doyle email list. The newsletter for Create It is going on to Substack. And my content is going to live on WordPress. So with the VA, I will be able to have everything I've been running before the end of September, which is 
so exciting. And that's when the Spark Collective is launching. And I'm probably going to do a separate episode to talk to you guys about the paid workshop. It's a whopping $10 that's coming for that. This is for the ladies, by the way. Um, It is a community for female entrepreneurs. Um, And with the community feature and high level, I just want to say I'm saving myself another $99 I'd have to spend on Circle because I don't want to do another Facebook group right now. And hopefully by the time the community launches shortly thereafter, the feature where you could integrate your courses and high level will be live as well, where you can actually see them. It's just not live. Um, And they've got a really cool thing where you can go into it's like labs and you can see what's available and you can add it to your account if you want to be a part of the beta. Anyways, you know, in some ways I feel like I'm taking a few steps back, but it's so I can take a huge leap forward. This is exactly what I've been wanting to do for a long time, but I just didn't see the platform I wanted to do it on. And I have tried the majority of them, trust me. But sometimes you need to hit pause, take a step back, get some clarity and create a plan. I'm also wise enough at this point in my life to, to, I know enough that I never say never, but I am committed to staying this course for the year. So, you know, you can hold me to that. So September, 2024, which, how is that only next year? Um, I should do an update on this and see where sort of my tool stack is. And there's always, you know, like I said, there's always tools and stuff I use, but specific to these elements in my business, I want to run everything through high level minus the the things I mentioned. Um, You know, I need these foundations in place to focus on what I love to do and to master the traffic channels that I want to use, which is some social media and paid traffic. It also applies to social media, right? Picking the platforms you want to use and commit to getting them to work. And again, I talked a lot about social platforms last week. Um, But just remember that there are billions of people using social platforms None of them are terribly unique anymore. So do what feels right to you, create a plan and stick with it. Another friend of mine, Yale, um, had said that she was committing to using LinkedIn and she had um, tagged me in a post, which was very lovely. And so I hopped on and I commented and then I emailed her. I'm like, oh, how's it going? She's like, well, it's been a long time since I've been on social um, and I'm giving, I've decided LinkedIn and I'm going to give my sex myself six months. So I'll let you know in six months how it's going. See, so that is, um, that's an experienced business owner. That's an experienced entrepreneur who says this stuff doesn't happen overnight. And um, yeah, I'm really excited. So at the end of the day, you have to be able to put the blinders on, tune out the noise, not pay attention to, you know, shiny object syndrome, I guess it would be. Um, and do what's right for you. Do what's right for you. Because I'm doing the same thing, even with like AI tools and stuff. And you guys know I love my AI tools. Uh, but so many of them do the same thing. And I'm starting to unsubscribe from AI newsletters. I love AI. I love ChatGPT. Um, I've used Claude. Uh, I've used Bard. But um, I think right now, because of planting my flag in this absolute um, focused, dedicated time for me, for myself, for my business, for what I want to accomplish. I'm just not drawn. Oh, that was the other thing I was going to say. We're circling way back, right, to the beginning of the podcast, where I was talking about these habits and these behaviors. And what I want to say to this is it's starting to sort of feel like compound interest out at this stage. So 
also was I listening to? You guys, I listen and read a lot of things. Listen to and read a lot of things. Um, but the simple habit of gratitude, like, you know, you guys ever, here's an example. Do you ever look at your pets? If you're a dog or a cat person, whatever, or your bird, I, to each their own, your fish, six of one. Um, but do you ever just look at them and think, oh my God, I freaking love you guys. <laughs> you know, like last night, one of my dogs is very cuddly. She's a little needy. The other one's pretty independent, but the cuddly one is laying next to me and she has to put her paw. I'm watching TV. Lights are out. We're watching TV. She's got her paw across my arm and she falls asleep like that. And I was like, oh my God, because I am practicing. What are three things I'm grateful for today? It's like, huh, look at that. Like I, I noticed all of these little things throughout my day, throughout just going for a drive or going to get, where did I go? Last Saturday, I went to the dumps. I went to take some stuff and I was just so appreciative of the blue skies and it's beautiful up here. There's mountains and big pine trees and everything. And I was in such a state of gratitude for the lovely, the lovely afternoon I was having, right? So all of those behaviors start compounding and the same thing will happen in your business. So this podcast back on track, you guys, I got a couple interviews to share with you and it's non-negotiable. I don't even find myself thinking, Oh, you know, it's kind of like my newsletter. You guys, I'm almost at, what did I publish last week? 147. I need to do something for issue 150. I think 150 weeks straight. You guys, I have never missed an issue of that. Do you know what that does to my sense of confidence, myself, my sense of belief in myself? So when you integrate these little behaviors into your business and do it in whatever way it works for you, okay? I don't set an alarm. I don't want to be a part of the 4 or 5 a.m. club. Um, I love green juice. I'm not starting my day with it. I like having water and coffee. <laughs> um, do whatever works for you. Just commit to a couple little things that become regular behaviors and then see where it starts spilling out. Like I just know when I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to get it done. It's kind of who I've always been. But man, this little activity has been phenomenal for me. So anyways, thanks for listening, guys. I love you tons. Um, still looking for those reviews. If you haven't left a review in Apple Podcasts, it would mean the world to me. Uh, I do have new podcast art. So I don't know if you've seen that. Check it out. All the links to everything I've talked about are in the show notes, of course. And so I've got a couple interviews, like I said, coming up for you, as well as I'm going to do a special episode for the Spark Collective Workshop. And if you're interested in learning more about that, I did a video. Go to kimdoyle.com forward slash spark hyphen collective. Just get on the notification list. I've got a $10 workshop that's coming up. And the workshop, I want to say September 20th. 27th. It's the last Wednesday of September. Anyways, have a fantastic morning, afternoon, or evening, and I will catch you next week.